All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, we're about a week out now, and I'm going to summarize the experience with acute pain. There's acute pain, and as you're memorizing now, acute pain happens chronically, and chronic pain happens acutely. And it's, it's pretty well understood that the lines between acute pain and chronic pain are pretty blurred. Yeah, it's gray. You, you can't rely on these ridiculously old, unsupported definitions that if it's older than three months, it's chronic pain. If it's younger than three months, it's acute pain. Or if it's beyond the normal um, time of healing, it's starting to turn into chronic pain. There may be a little something to that, and I'm going to go through a little bit of that without putting you to sleep. All right, so there's really three types of pain. There's musculoskeletal, of course. You break a bone, bone break, bone hurt. You're going to have some musculoskeletal inflammatory response around the site of injury. And there's nociceptive pain. Now, you know, the thing about nociceptive pain is it's not really, um, I, I guess, understood or as except as it probably should it's tissue injury and what happens with tissue injury yeah we all get that we all get tissue injury but it also has a neuropathic component to it and that has to do with uh, a more activated nervous system uh, nerve root irritation uh, peripheral types of pain that uh, or pain um, exposed somewhere else and it's kind of showing up somewhere else and you don't know why it's showing somewhere else. You've all had it, you know, you wake up, oh, I got a pain here, I got a pain there, and it's migratory. Well, that's the nature of pain. Pain is a central nervous system disorder. It happens inside out as opposed to outside in. And so the brain has a lot to do with it. This process of neuroinflammation, yeah, it happens peripherally, and it goes retrograde. The uh, neuropathic inflammation of the glial cells uh, is something that happens peripherally, and it also happens in the central nervous system. Now, glial cells are a whole other discussion, but that's going to be a big part of your pain management in the future. It's going to be understanding neuroinflammation and understanding glial cells. All right, there's also inflammatory type pain. Pretty much you can understand that. It's where a bunch of chemicals get together and uh, they don't like you and they react on you, but at the same time, uh, they're kind of the mafia. They're also saying, eh, we're here to help. Well, some of the government do, don't they? But it's not exactly that way. For example, take lupus, for example, or another inflammatory problem like rheumatoid or uh, any one of the spon spondylopathies. It's the spondyl arthritis, these uh, ankylosing spondylitis and that sort of types of pain, well, they're inflammatory 
Yeah, they're just there to help, right? No, they've hurt a lot. And we have to respond to that. So acute pain and chronic pain, they really overlap. So neuropathic inflammatory tissue injury and this other kind of functional pain uh, that it's not all, always obvious where the pain comes from. And that's where glial cells are going to play a huge role. And that's that fibromyalgia, interstitial cystitis, chronic fatigue, irritable bowel, a lot of migraines. And that's the stuff that we talk about myofascial pain that's migratory. It just kind of goes all over. So that's kind of the primer for where we're headed to. But the, the most important thing is it bothers you. <laughs> it's getting to you. So here, here the doctor is. Um, the doctor is the, um, the, the guy with the pain. And it, it, the doctor is now the one that is not happy. <laughs> uh, pain is a personal experience, and it's something that we want to uh, eliminate or control. Well, the first thing people want to do is they want to grab a pill on the counter, and they want to control that pain. The second thing they want to do is they want it to go away, and they want it to, quote, cure. I cannot tell you how many times I go into Facebook groups, and they're looking for a, quote, cure. Well, most pain processes are just that, a process. Uh, it's a process of neuroinflammation. It's a process of life. It's a process of lifestyle. What modifiable features and health profile are you doing? Are you quitting smoking, exercising, losing weight, etc.? Uh, and some of the stuff is tough. Well, I, I, I know I got to lose weight. I mean, I, but look, I had really bad knee pain. How am I going to lose weight if I can't get moving, if I can't get going? Uh, yeah, come on. You get in a pool. There's other ways to do it. Limit uh, your dietary intake. There's uh, a number of ways of doing it, and it's not it's not that complicated, but you usually need help. Life is not a personal experience. And my uh, most uh, cherished uh, pain patients are the ones that understand that I'm there to help them. Yeah, I'm there to help them, but I'm not there to cure them. And I'm not there to give them all the answers. I'm there to help them get to a better place. Think of it like that. Think of it like you're going to a better place. All right, so let's go through where I've been the past uh, week. All right, so first thing that happened is I had an acute tissue injury. I fell, uh, bone break, bone hurt, and I activated a number of processes. The pain receptors were activated, these nociceptors. A nociceptor is normal if it hurts, okay? That's a thing that says, uh, ouch, I hurt. You all out there with fibromyalgia, you have that peripheral suprascapular, levator scapular. You have the uh, trigger points in your low back. You have them in your knee. That They're irrelevant. What they are is a peripheral manifestation of a central nervous system problem. In other words, they're nociceptors that are activated. So, yeah, go get your... Uh, 
your massage therapy feels great for a little while, but you're like throwing gasoline on a fire. What you're doing is you're activating these nociceptors. They're becoming pro-inflammatory, and they're um, activating a lot of these mediators. What are some of these mediators of pain? What does that mean? Well, there's ATP, adenosine triphosphate. We've heard about that since elementary school. Uh, middle school, I don't know. <laughs> Just, what I did was forgot it as fast as I could. Uh, bradykinin, prostaglandins, of course, uh, the other uh, neurochemicals that rem- remain in ionic form, and that's uh, sodium, potassium, and hydrox- uh, um, hydrogen, etc. Hydrogen, etc. And these things turn into these weird other things that, like. Um, process pain like nitric oxide substance p and you know substance p was blamed for everything in the 90s and yes it showed up in pretty high levels those that had their spinal cord insulted got some fluid and fibromyalgia cause was discovered of course not it's a secondary reaction to a primary mediator of pain. That's neuroinflammation. And then uh, in comes our understanding of prostaglandins. And prostaglandins are like broken down into cyclooxygenase 1 and 2. Um, those were the NSAID wars in the 90s. And they're broken down even further into cyclooxygenase 3. That's how acetaminophen works. And acetaminophen basically works in the central nervous system. The uh, peripheral and central effects of COX-1 and COX-2, cyclooxygenase-1 and cyclooxygenase-2, are a little more complex. Now, the interesting thing about cyclooxygenase-2, we do have drugs that uh, localize these, and we can modulate them or slow them down. Take celecoxib or... Celebrex. I I mentioned the Cox two wars. Well, there was another one called Viox or Valacoxib, and you may have heard of it. It got taken off the market because it caused all these heart attacks and hypertension. It caused uh, cardiovascular events, CVAs, and the like. Well, actually, uh, there has been more problems with the drug still on the market called Meloxicam. or Mobic, it's, I mean, it's there. These drugs have reactions. What they do is they they decrease activity at these um, gobbledygook things called macrophages that are pro-inflammatory, and they release chemicals called ILs or interleukins. There's IL-1, IL-6, and a really cool one called IL-10, uh, that Linda's working on in Boulder. She's a uh, uh, neurophysiologist uh, that's working on a very fascinating, hopefully very useful transgression of understanding these ILs, and IL-10 looks very promising to be helpful. So then these inflammation uh, activities that were a did my deed at the broken arm, activated the C-fibers. There's two f- types of fibers. There's C-fiber, 
dull, achy, old uh, paleospinothalamic, a very old type of pain, neospinothalamic, that's that's new type pain, that's a delta, it's very fast. Talk about touching a hot plate, ooh, you pull it away, ouch, 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 that hurts. Or stub your toe, ouch, 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 that hurts. You reach down and counter irritated because of uh, the theory being gait theory. Oh, my God, rub it, rub it, rub it. You'll feel better. And that's the gait theory. But I don't really kind of think that's really panning out. But the bottom line is this. You've got these... um, Neuropeptides, uh, you've got these pro-inflammatory tissue activators at the C-fibers uh, and the A-delta, and they're, they're turning things on. And then there's that nitric oxide, the CGRP, or calcitonin gene-related uh, protein. Uh, all these things, I told you, they're going to put you to sleep, but they tend to work in a retrograde fashion, or they go back up into the brain that causes neuroinflammation. And this is that glial cell activation. It's kind of, it's a a very quiet way to cause neuroinflammatory irritation. So that's kind of where we're at. We had this um, injury. It caused inflammation at the site that led to a more uh, systematic injury. Uh, reaction. And uh, let's not forget our friend, the sympathetic nervous system. To overwhelm everybody here, there's two types of uh, nervous systems. Uh, There's more, but there's one we you've heard about, the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. Fight or flight, sympathetic nervous system. I see a tiger, I run. Uh, I have a car pull in front of me. I hit the brakes, I panic, my heart rate goes up. My pupil goes little, they go go from little tiny pupils to big old expanded pupils because I I need to see things and I'm terrified. to parasympathetic, it's kind of the sloth. It's a sloth of uh, the uh, nervous system. Uh, slow, dull. It's nonspecific. It's abdominal pain. I don't know really where I hurt. But I'm telling you, you prick your fingertip on a pin and you know where it's at. It's well localized. Two different types of pain. Okay, so... I've had that activated, sympathetic nervous system activated. So kind of to summarize this whole thing, um, it's, yeah, it's really complex. So here we've got a lot of these uh, bio-regulatory uh, chemicals, substance P. Uh, we have uh, these uh, cytokines, protein kinase A and C. Um, and we can even get into uh, trip Vs, but... I, I think I've pretty much um, uh, done enough for one week. We're going to start talking about spinal cord in the next few days because the spinal cord is kind of where it's at, too. If I keep sending signals to the spinal cord that, ouch, 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 I hurt, ouch, 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 it's terrible, then that spinal cord is going to say at that level, um, maybe we ought to uh, kind of get this rocket ship going here. And they turn on something called a WDR, Wide Dynamic Range Neuron. And that's a topic for another day. But, okay, so let's summarize it. 
injury, local inflammatory response, tissue response, different types of inflammatory responses from the tissue, uh, from uh, neurological processes, and those seem to be punctuated by, uh, by chemicals that just uh, love to throw themselves around, and they're, they're there to help, right? Uh, and then um, we have to start thinking, when are we going to heal? When are things going to start getting better? With every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So there's going to be an inflammatory response, and then there's going to be, hopefully, some type of inhibitory response or a way to dial it down. And that's what we're going to get into before acute pain turns into chronic pain, and that would be at the spinal cord level. So there you have it. All right, week one pretty much summarized it. Um, I've got the. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm doing the best I can with my um, uh, YouTube, and please go visit that. If you could leave, leave me some stars, it helps me uh, rank. I'm going to uh, continue to work. I haven't missed a day of work. I've missed a couple partial days of work. Oh, a couple of days. I couldn't even freaking move my arm. And, of course, I'm going to do everything safely. And, no, I'm not going to take meds while I'm working. I'm on airline pilot rules. And I am going to um, do the best I can with this tremendous staff I've got all around me, helping me. And they they have really stepped up. I mean, I guess if, you know, if there's a take-home message here from a um, – from a point pulling away from a neurophysiologic standpoint for, to a human standpoint, there's a psychological aspect of pain. There's this personality of pain. And it it's not only the person that's injured, it's the people around them. There's a natural and I think an innate ability of the overwhelming majority of the population to want to help you. And they want to help you because you're helping others or not even necessarily that. They just want they just want everybody to have a better, better world. Let them help you. If they want to help you, let them help you. Okay, that's uh, that's first week. <laughs> let's let's keep this uh, going. And um, I will be looking for you on uh, YouTube as well. So thanks again for coming. Bye.